right, everybody. Welcome to the WWE Podcast News Brief. I haven't done this in quite some time, but, you know, every once in a while, I like to dive outside of WWE and talk about some things that aren't related to the biggest wrestling promotion in the world and talk about some things that are maybe even bigger news stories than anything going on inside the WWE. And right now, to me, the biggest news story that actually could affect WWE is MJF. Now, at this point, you've heard about MJF and Tony Khan and AEW in general having issues, communication issues. He didn't show up at Double or Nothing. MJF has been very cryptic, but also very straightforward on his uh, social media, posting the word nothing, and that's all he said, relating to Double or Nothing. I guess he's choosing nothing instead of double. I guess that's the pun. Also putting up uh, these um, doctored promotional posters of him against The Miz, uh, shaking hands with Cody Rhodes at the Performance Center, shaking hands with Triple H. All of these, of course, are doctored, but it does speak volumes of where he stands in AEW. Now, I know he's a heel through and through. I understand that he lives the gimmick, but in this case, this is one thing that you do that you don't bring out into the open, right? Even if you're a heel. To me, this is turning heel on the company itself, not the fans. The fans don't necessarily have any vested interest in this other than where are you going to end up? And they love following the drama. But as far as this goes, there's really no benefit to this being a work. I don't think it is. I don't think there's any, anything good that can come from this of being a work. And it has been stated. It's not a work. So I believe it just like the, the Naomi and Sasha Banks story. I believe that this is real. Now, the latest on this whole debacle Actually, there's an update today, and this came from Wrestling Inc., and I'm going to read their article. It said, according to Dave Meltzer on the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer, MJF and Tony Khan are set to meet tomorrow, June 1st, following the controversy surrounding AEW's Double or Nothing weekend. Problems between the two sides began at AEW Double or Nothing Fan Fest this past weekend as MJF no-showed a meet-and-greet, despite people having bought tickets. While he wasn't the only wrestler not to appear, Samoa Joe also didn't turn up. The situation was different as he seemingly knew he was supposed to be there and opted not to appear. It was then reported that a plane ticket had been purchased for MJF to leave Vegas. However, he did not board the aircraft and fulfilled his duties at AEW Double or Nothing, where he competed in the opening match against Wardlow. He was defeated in convincing fashion as Wardlow hit a record 10 power bombs during his latest symphony of destruction. The win allowed Wardlow to get out of his contract with MJF and officially join the AEW roster, all in storyline, of course. MJF ended up being stretchered to the back. And if you have, if you guys have been watching wrestling for any length of time, especially before people get released, you normally see those individuals get demolished on TV convincingly before they do so. Or if there's big problems backstage they will often get um, dominated on air as sending, I guess, kind of a message to that individual. So when I say, you know, MJF no showed AEW double or or nothing, I I meant the fan fest, not the event itself. Now, of course, that didn't help things because he was supposed to still appear at the meet and greet. So the final part of this article says MJF reportedly turned up just before his match and then left the building immediately after it. During the post-show media scrum, Wrestling Inc. managing editor Nick Hausman asked Khan about the MJF situation, but the AEW president declined to comment. 
MJF is apparently set to take time off the road for at least the next couple of weeks by AEW, although the length of his AEW TV absence could be extended. Tensions between MJF and AEW have been well known for several months, with the three-time Dynamite Ring winner having made several comments during interviews and on social media about his frustrations. He has also alluded to the possibility of joining WWE when his contract expires in January of 2024. Now, he has been very, MJF has been very vocal and transparent about when his contract ends. And he has said he wants every dollar that he is deserving of, right? And I understand that. You have a short career in professional wrestling, you make as much money as possible. Good for him. But here's what you don't do, especially if you're trying to impress a future employer. You don't trash the current employer you're with. You don't disrespect publicly the current employer that you are contracted to. Why? Well, what makes WWE think in this case that MJF wouldn't do the same thing to them? So it's not a good look. It's like it's the equivalent of trashing your current employer while on an interview with a prospective employer. Now, to be fair, MJF hasn't come out and completely demolished them in some kind of podcast or something, but it is disrespectful to the company that gave him a ton of money and airtime and the platform to become MJF to put out pictures of the competition pretending to shake hands with Triple H or, or Cody Rhodes or whatever and, and just dropping hints that he wants out. You know, and I also wonder how much truth there is to that too, beyond just him trying to get as much money as possible. Is he? Are the motivations behind those pictures and posts just to piss off AEW? Or does he really want to go there to WWE? Does he really want to? Or again, is it just for show? Is it just to elicit an emotion from AEW Tony Khan uh, to, to piss them off? Doing things that he knows would get them angry rather than actually wanting to go to WWE. So I do wonder his motivations there. Clearly, there's a problem, though. Clearly, there's uh, communication. It's been going on for several months. Now... Do I think WWE could somehow pick him up prior to the 2024 deadline of his contract or termination date of his contract with AEW? I do. Now, do I think it's likely? No. Do I think WWE needs to be very careful bringing somebody like this who would, uh, who has the, um, the, the um, I guess, the ability or the morals, the moral compass to trash their current employer in public and try to elicited emotion from them instead of doing things behind the scenes like a professional, bringing somebody like that on board, they need to understand that what's going to stop him from doing that to WWE. So do I think that WWE could pick him up before 2024? Yes. And here's how. But the, what the, the way that I think MJF is going to go about this is he's trying to anger AEW so much that they grant him a release from his current obligations to AEW, where they or MJF is trying to get them to the point of, of saying to themselves, wow, this guy is not going to be worth keeping on the roster another 18 months. I don't want to deal with this publicity the next 18 months. I don't want to deal with uh, the, 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 the airing of public or, or the airing in public of dirty laundry, that kind of thing. We don't want somebody like this representing our company. Let's just cut bait and let him go. That is, I think... I would imagine the goal of MJF is to get AEW to be the one to pull the trigger because they're not, they don't have to grant him a release. 
his contract is ironclad. I mean, it would have to be agreed upon by both parties. And right now it seems as if MJF would be the only one interested. Now, again, I don't know what Tony Khan's particular um, uh, idea is on the matter. I mean, they're meeting tomorrow. I'm sure after tomorrow, June 1st, we'll get much more information for uh, exactly what's going on and perhaps what came of the conversation between MJF and Tony Khan. But to me, that's the only way he comes to WWE before 2024. Other than that, it seems as if it's a surefire thing. He's out by 2024. I mean, just in WWE. Now, let's have a little fun with this and pretend that David WWE picks him up. Right? Tony Khan gives him his release. He grants his wish. He figures it's not worth all the all this nonsense. And WWE brings in a guy that just trashed the company they were with and has to understand that they are running risk of also doing or running the risk of bringing in somebody that could be toxic to the uh, to the culture. So if they decide that it's worth the risk and they pay him a bunch of money to come in, let's have a little fun with what he can do in WWE. I think, and I put this on my show last night with Anthony DeMarco and the current state of WWE, what he could do is face John Cena at WrestleMania. Now, of course, there's 18 steps that we need to to uh, to fulfill to get there because you need to get his release. He, WWE needs to decide to pick him up. You need to have him come onto the roster. You need to have John Cena also willing to work with this guy, and it needs to be at WrestleMania. Like, of course, there's a lot of a lot, a lot of things that need to be jumped over and worked through to have this happen. I mean, it doesn't have to be at WrestleMania. It could really be at any pay-per-view. But I think that those two on the microphone, some maybe arguably one of the best two talkers in the entire wrestling industry in any era, going face-to-face would be so much fun. You could also have them go against The Miz. So many comparisons, comparisons have been made between Miz and, and MJF over the years that Certainly, you could have Miz and MJF. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, but imagine the reaction to MJF showing up. It would be, I think, it would be epic. It would be ground sh- groundbreaking or ground- earth-shattering. I don't know. Whatever euphemism you want to use, it would be a big day in the news cycle. It would be, to me, maybe, dare I say, a seismic shift. Now, Many of you don't feel the same way about MJF that I do. You look at him and you say, well, he's a good talker. He's not a great wrestler, this and that. But here's the thing. He may not be the best technician. He doesn't need to be. We as wrestling fans have fooled ourselves over the years and redefined our what we look at as great wrestling, which is how many flip-flops and flies and 450 splashes can the guy do? And I think we've forgotten the lost art of having a great promo promos will get people in seats promos talk people into watching the product promos invest you emotionally into the product the physical part of things is the effect it's the it's the way you get between storylines it's how you resolve the conflict but if i don't know why these two individuals are having a conflict to begin with and they can't tell me why then I don't care about the physical part because you haven't given me an emotional connection yet. So that's, I think, what MJF could bring to the table is one of the best talker, best promos in the entire industry. The only caveat being, and I also mentioned this on the show last night, so I feel like I'm repeating myself, but I think it's worth mentioning. MJF needs to be allowed to speak freely. He cannot be handcuffed by creative. He cannot be uh, just beholden to the 
line by line, you have to say every line that we give you format of pr uh, promos. Otherwise, you are completely shooting his character dead before it gets started because that's what MJF does to th – that's his moneymaker is his, is his mouth. That's it. If he can speak and he's allowed to speak the way he wants to, he could be epic. I, I mean, it, it would be um, – to me, it would be so far – he would be so far and above everyone else on the mic – Maybe only Paul Heyman could spar with him at that point. I mean, there's nobody else on the WWE roster that could go toe-to-toe -to -toe with him on the microphone. He demolished CM Punk on the microphone in AEW. CM Punk had some good zingers, but MJF articulated his thoughts and his arguments perfectly against CM Punk uh, in the many promos leading up to their dog collar match. So to me, I would love to see AEW release... MJF selfishly so he could come to WWE and see what he could do here. That's just me selfishly wanting that to happen. Now, I, do I think that's going to happen? No. I think what will happen is you'll have uh, AEW and MJF work things out. At the end of 2023 into 2024, MJF will be released uh, of his uh, contractual obligations and he'll come to WWE. So that's what I think. If you're going to uh, ask me, a level-headed response. The emotional response for me wants MJF to just, uh, or, or Tony Khan to give him his release and uh, WWE to pick him up. Uh, but uh, again, I'm going to go with my brain and not my heart here. So that's uh, the latest, guys. Tomorrow is a big day when it comes to MJF and news that uh, will likely be leaked out of the meeting between himself and Tony Khan. So uh, take, you know, t just definitely take a look at your phone every few hours tomorrow because I'm sure that things will be coming out hot and heavy from that meeting. Uh, so, all right. Well, that's it for the news today. I just I know that normally with these news shows that haven't been done in a while, we have several topics, but I've only got time for one topic. Uh, later tonight, I'll be doing a review show with a co-host that you guys haven't heard before, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So that'll be released late tonight, probably towards midnight. But uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And consider going ad-free if you haven't done so already at patreon.com slash WWE podcast. Just a dollar. So, all right. Thanks, everybody. Take care. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the WWE podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. So you don't miss a show or head to wwepodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad free, head over to patreon.com slash WWE podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time. <laughs>